I'm inviting you to join me for one of my favorite classes that I'm hosting the third week of June, how to plan, create, and execute a month of social media post in one day. Now, I have to tell you, this is my absolutely favorite class because people get results in real time, and it's been over a year since I've hosted it. Now, even if you've attended this class before, you're going to want to register for it because the team and I have completely revamped the class, and if you attend live, you're going to have the chance to win a private one-on-one coaching session with me. Yes, you and me in a coaching session. So learn how to create 30 days of content so that social media can be one of the easiest things you do for your business, not the hardest. Save your seat at jasminestar.com forward slash plan content. Or if it's easier, just send me a DM on Instagram and I will personally send you that link. Y'all know that I respond to my DMs. Now let's get started with the show. I'm so happy you're here listening to the Jasmine Star Show. We're going to start off with a question. I want to know, do you have a hobby you love and are you passionate about, but you're not sure if you should take the leap in turning it into a full-fledged business? Or maybe, are you wondering if a side hustle is something you should turn into a business or should it be something you do for fun with no strings attached, making a little money on the side? I know it can be overwhelming to consider all of the possibilities that you have when it comes to something you're passionate about, but I have great news. You get to choose your own adventure and I want to help you start today. You have no idea how long in my life I have waited for this. If you're anything like me, my parents would take us to the library. When I say us, my twin sister and I, they would take us to the library and they encouraged us to pick out these book series like called the Hardy Boys or Nancy Drew. And Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys, they had to find and solve mysteries. And then all of a sudden they debuted this series where it's like a pick your own adventure. And it's like, if you want Nancy to go to the dark room, go to page 87. If you want Nancy to pick up the chainsaw, go to page 12. Okay, Nancy never picked up a chainsaw. Okay, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you could choose her an adventure. I loved these books and my parents loved these books because I would read them with all different type of variations. I would, you know, end the book and then go back and be like, well, let me see if Nancy did this, what would happen? My parents loved it because it just kept my mouth quiet for like hours on end. And now- the time has come for us to have a choose your own adventure. Y'all, by the end of this episode, you'll know if your passion is a business or a hobby and what you want to get out of the experience so that it best serves you and your goals. Y'all, prepare your hearts for this adventure. Gather your flashlights, gather your backpacks because Jasmine, Nancy, and the Hardy Boys are going to take you on an adventure. So let's begin by answering these three simple questions to determine whether what you're passionate about should be your side hustle or become a business. Question number one, is your talent something other people would want to pay for? If your passion is something that other people don't typically exchange money for, uh, it might not be the best idea to create a business. If it's a physical product you create, Search on Etsy to see if there are other creators making and selling the same thing. If you're great at something that you're considering providing as a service, do a simple Google search to find out if there are other people selling that service. Proof of concept is what we're looking for here. 
but you don't need it. It just helps, which leads us to question number two. If somebody would pay for it, the next question is, who would want to buy this product or use the service? I think it's powerful and completely great to identify your ideal client or your customer early on. Because once you know who that person is, you can determine whether or not you'd like to work with this demographic for your potential business. Knowing who your customer is empowers you to make a holistic decision about getting into a long-term relationship with a specific demographic. Now let's get into question number three. We're gonna be flushing out a lot of these questions in the course of this, but I'm just getting our wheels greased in our brain. Question number three, and this one might be the most important. Does the thought of selling your product or service light you up or bring you joy? As you can probably tell, the first two questions were warm-ups. They're supposed to get you thinking about your hobby in a new way. But this third question was the most important because as soon as I asked it, you knew. The part of you that knows like deep down what the answer was. If your gut reaction was yes, yes, it would light me up and yes, it would bring me joy. Okay, then you should make your side hustle a legitimate business. If the thought of selling your product or service did not light you up, and maybe you just like the extra income it brings in, or you like the things you learn along the way, well then maybe you should keep it as a hobby, at least for now. Okay, so now that you've made the decision, right? You're kind of like, oh, well, I actually think it should be a hobby, or you know, I actually think this could be a business, wherever you are right now. Here are three questions to help you take action on the path that you've chosen, regardless if it's a business or hobby. And later, I'm going to give a few examples of why it would work in both of those scenarios. Okay, so let's ask ourselves another three questions to help us take action. Number one, what do you need or what do you want from this adventure? Perhaps you're doing this thing, right? Perhaps you're creating a product, perhaps you're selling a service to bring yourself joy, to give others joy, to make money, or to help others. So ask yourself, if you're starting a business, do you need to make a certain amount of money? Or if you're keeping your passion as a hobby, do you need to write down your process so you could one day teach your children how to knit like you do or cook recipes that you enjoy? Once you know what you need, it'll act as a reminder why you're choosing to pursue it even on your hard days, because no matter what you choose, hobby or business, it's not going to be easy. Even hobbies have their frustration. But when you know why you're doing it and what you need from this, if it's legacy, if it's passion, if it's money, if it's prestige, whatever, that will remind you why and how you should be pushing through on hard days. Let's ask ourselves another question. What boundaries can you put in place around it to make sure it continues to be fun and serves you, your purpose, and those you're providing value to? Yeah, I just said boundaries. I struggle with this so much at the beginning of my career, and it's something that I'm really trying to work on continuously and be conscious of it. So I'm going to be honest, boundaries make even the most seasoned entrepreneurs uncomfortable because by nature... Setting boundaries means that we're essentially putting ourselves and our needs first. And you know what? That's a good thing. Whether you're an entrepreneur or a hobbyist, your passion is meant to serve you and your wants and the needs that you just identified a moment ago. 
This means your mental health must be the top priority and to make sure that you're on the top of your game and that this adventure is serving you well. Boundaries do that. Boundaries help us. So putting boundaries in place, such as knowing how many hours per week you're going to work on your business or hobby or who you will or will not work with. Those are boundaries. These will ensure that you don't burn out or resent pursuing this adventure in the first place. And I also think it's the key for that work-life balance as many business owners. You know, when we get started, it's like we drive and we strive, which I get, but oftentimes the boundaries help calibrate us. And then they kind of set us up for that peak enjoyment of the process. Now let's dive into our last and final question. Number three, what's the end game of this adventure? So if it's a business, decide what the end game is. Maybe it's that you'll be doing this until you retire or that you want somebody to acquire your business or using this business as a stepping stone to something else. Like what's the goal? Where do you want it to go? And right here, people are like, I don't know. I just want to do it. I want to give you the permission, the encouragement. I want to invite you to say, no, no, it's totally okay for you to dream. It actually will help you make decisions today based on where you dream on being in the future. I wish somebody would have told me, what do you want your photographic career to look like? How do you want it to end? Because the decisions I made as an early photographer would impact the decisions I made later in my career when I decided to add on other elements, resources, educational opportunities. And when I finally pivoted, Knowing where you want it to end is so powerful because it keeps you at the helm. It keeps you being the captain of your ship. So if it's a hobby, what does your hobby need to be for you? You might be okay with it just being something that brings you joy and it doesn't necessarily need to provide an income and that's fine. Or maybe it does bring in income as a hobby. Or maybe it's just something that allows you to serve your community. The goal with this question is for you to be at peace with your decision and to know where your business or hobby is going. So before we wrap up the conversation, I want to give you two examples of people who could use this process to determine if their passion is a business or hobby. And as you listen to these examples, I am not assuming that these are your examples. I'm not assuming that this is your career or your decision. What I am inviting you to do is to listen and find the similarities to help shape huh, where you're going, why you want to do it, and why answering these questions are important. So Let's dive into example number one. Anastasia, she loves to bake. Anastasia has a blog and a YouTube channel with a moderate fan base, and she's wondering if she should monetize her brand. She's considered turning her bread-making hobby into a business by opening a bakery, or maybe perhaps she could sell her recipes online or by starting a catering company. But she feels, quote unquote, all over the place. And she doesn't know what she should do. Y'all, when I say quote unquote all over the place is because this is what I hear again and again from people on social media. Multi-passionate entrepreneurs who are all over the place. They don't know what they should do. They don't know what they should pursue. Huh. So Anastasia, who feels all over the place, is asking herself the questions I outlined earlier. Number one, would somebody pay for it? Yes, Any of the ideas that I just listed, you know, the bakery, selling recipes online, creating a catering company, all of those things, yeah, they would work. Then she asks herself her question number two, who would pay for it? 
if she opened a bakery, many people would visit her store in her town. A catering company would be perfect for weddings and special events. And if she sold her recipes online, she'd be able to sell them to her current YouTube subscribers and blog readers. Then she asks herself, question number three, does the thought of doing this light her up? Instantly, Anastasia knows that opening a physical location for her business as a bakery or a catering company, mm, that does not light her up. She doesn't want to deal with the logistics, with the overhead costs, with the massive hiring that it would take, and be so front-facing with a variety of different clients. Hmm. But selling her recipes? Hmm. Perhaps selling like an e-cookbook and continuing to make her blog posts and YouTube tutorials while monetizing in those ways makes her really excited. Now, Anastasia is ready to start a business. She knows that she will have a business and Anastasia answers the next set of questions to identify what this new adventure will be for her. Number one, what does Anastasia need from this adventure? Well, she decides that if her business could bring in her monthly car payment of $400 per month, that would make her really excited. She wants it to remain fun and light and not take away from the happiness she currently receives from bacon bread and creating content. Then Anastasia asks herself question number two, what boundaries can she put in place around it to make sure it continues to be fun and serve her well, serves her purpose and those that she's providing value to? Well, Anastasia thinks that if she puts the boundary that she will only create one YouTube tutorial every week with a corresponding recipe card for sale, hmm, that would prevent her from being burnt out in her new business. Plus, she vows to create systems and get organized if she feels overwhelmed by the content creation. Now, Anastasia asks herself question number three, what's the end game of this adventure? Well, Anastasia thinks that in two years, she will have over a hundred recipes from her weekly videos that she can compile into a cookbook. She'd like to sell a hard copy of the cookbook and most importantly, save that cookbook for her children to pass down to future generations. Y'all, that's Anastasia asking herself three preliminary questions and then three follow-up questions. She now has a framework for how she can build systems, get organized, the long-term vision, and have a plan for what she wants to do. Now let's talk about our next example. Example number two, Greg is a really amazing artist. He loves painting everything from portraits of his dog to the views of the sunset from his balcony. Many of his friends and family members have told, you know, they've told Greg, you should sell your paintings online or at local art shows. And then it's something he started considering and he's been considering it for a long time, but he can't decide if it's for him. So Greg asks himself after listening to this podcast, the first three questions, would someone pay for it? According to his family and friends, they say yes. Then Greg asks himself, well, who would pay for it? Well, art lovers, family, and friends. Now he asks himself question number three, does the thought of doing it light him up? Well, the short answer is no. That's why Greg has put it off for so long. He loves painting, but he instantly knows that it wouldn't light him up to turn his passion into a business. Why? Because he doesn't want to do the business of running a business. It's long and it's complicated. And then he has to take commissions that might not light him up. So now that Greg knows that he knows he's going to keep his artistry as a hobby, he answers the next set of questions to identify what this adventure will mean for him. Number one, 
What do you need or want from this adventure? Greg wants to be able to paint what he wants, when he wants, for whomever he wants. So now that he knows that, he moves into question number two. What boundaries can he put in place around it to make sure that it continues to be fun and serve him, his purpose, and those that he's providing value to? Well, Greg decides that the next time someone asks why he doesn't make a business out of his passion, he'll set the boundary right away by explaining this isn't what he would like out of his passion. And then he would ask them to respect his decision because he's enjoying the process. Whoa, y'all. Can you be like Greg? Can you just say, I love doing what I love doing and respect the decision? Okay. He reminds himself, like I hope you remind yourself, that although he could be a professional artist, and though it doesn't make sense that he's not an artist to other people, this is the right decision for him. And that leads him to that third and final question. What's the end game of this adventure? Greg wants to continue painting for fun. And he wants to continue giving his favorite pieces to his friends and family as gifts. So see, whether you're like Anastasia and you're starting a business or whether you're like Greg, who decided to keep his passion as a hobby, you've chosen your own adventure. You just made Nancy and the Hardy Boys proud. By the end of this episode, you should know if your passion is a business or a hobby and what you want out of that experience so that it best serves you and your goals. I want you to give yourself the permission to commit to either a business or a hobby, but I don't want you sitting in the middle because being in the middle, it's going to keep you stuck. The sooner you choose what it is, the more enjoyment you're going to get out of the process. Sure. You might not be where you want to be right now, but once you know where you're headed, you can enjoy the ride. Make the commitment now. Is your passion a hobby or is it a business? I would love, y'all, I would really love it to connect with you in the DMs. Why don't you slide right in and just make it easy? You don't have to say anything else. Just let me know. You could, you could send me a DM that says hobby. And then I know, oh snap, they listen to the podcast and they got a hobby going on. And just like Greg, they're going to be like, oh, I'm a party up. I'm a full world good. Now you can slide into my DMs and just say one word, business. Then I know like, oh, we got some more Anastasias in the world. Either way, I just want to cheer you on. You can find me on Instagram at Jasmine Star. I sincerely hope this episode helped you in your journey. If you know someone who may need this advice, feel free to share this episode with them. Nothing would make me happier. I love connecting with passionate business owners and hobbyists alike. Until next time, friend, I cannot wait to talk to you soon. 